go out on the main show or for it's going to go out on the, as bonus content. I guess it depends on what we get into. Um, because well, what's, what's, I I'm ready to go everywhere. What, what's the old rooms thing? Is your pirate ship in the old rooms? Um, it was one of those words that came up in our last conversation, in uh, being becalmed at sea and having a very very narrow uh kind of reference frame for the world around oneself only being able to see so far and getting stuck uh there i feel like it's a good well, metaphor for life uh, so i wouldn't describe it as being stuck i would never describe being out on the ocean as being stuck it's um it's really interesting you know if if, if you've never done it before then you, you you don't quite get the effect, but when you go out on the water, everything is hunky-dory and your world is all the same as long as you can see land. But as soon as you slip away over the horizon and you can't see the land anymore, everything changes. Literally everything changes because you're no longer... It's... It's not that you're not in control, but you're drawn to um, appreciate the things that you can see and can hear and can smell, which is very, very little. So uh, you, even if, even like me being on a major, you know, combat vessel, big, loud, noisy ship, you. You hear the wind, you smell the ocean, you, you know, you can see for miles in every direction and it's like time slows down a little bit because you don't have the concerns of the workaday world. It's, it's like, okay, that world that I knew, that's back there over the horizon where I could see it. Now I can't see that world anymore. And even though it still exists, and even though you have a job to do, and even though everything is still there, you're in a different head place because you're not attached to it anymore. So it's it's kind of like it's probably a little bit like you know dying and leaving your body in a certain way because you're not there anymore. You're not you're not there in the hustle and bustle, and you can listen and slow down and appreciate what's around you so it just becomes a different environment entirely once you lose sight of land you the things that you can see you know you can see dolphins you can see waves you can see flying fish you can see birds you know a certain number of things not a whole lot but it, it's just a simpler it's a, it's instantly a simpler time in your life that's all it, it creates a change in you it's hearing you describe that it is it isn't kind of an interesting metaphor for depression which is the monster that i'm battling pretty much all the time um stronger some days than others um but it does kind of feel like it has that quality to it of 
not being able to see the land anymore, so to speak. Um, and, so you know, you, narrowly focusing in on, on what you can see and feel. And so when you think of doldrums, you can feel lonely sitting in one spot because mm. there's no wind to push you anywhere. And you're, you simply are there uh, and you have the warmth of the sun and you have the ocean and you you hope that you survive long enough for the wind to pick it back up and maybe that's the metaphor for your life maybe you know hmm. the, it, if the depression is something that is your doldrum then then you have to figure out where's the wind going to come from what's what is it that i can do to create that wind so that i can get going and you know sail off to a different destination mm. and that the uh you know darn gosh darn physics won't let you blow your own sails <laughs> No, you can. Uh, you, you, you just start blowing you, into them. You're just. You're not you going can, anywhere. You can stick an oar in the water, but it's a slow process. It's a whole lot easier when you've got nature to help you. And yes. Oh God, that's that is a beautiful metaphor. You know, <laughs> not just for depression, for I think life. Well, but I. I think it's. You know, it, I think life does help you. I think. I think. For all the for all the things that we say, you know, this is going wrong or that's going wrong or whatever's going wrong, the reality is is that we're still going through it. We're still part of it. We're still making it. And you know, I thought a number of times in my life that you know it was all over. That things were never going to be good again. That you know, uh, and whether it was my first failed marriage you know the obvious depression of that and and um, not being able to set the example for you guys that i wanted to set um or whether it's you know the first time i lost my career i lost you know my job in 2010 and i thought my world was over i thought you know it was all going to come crashing down and the reality is, is that you find a way. Things come around. If you don't like it today, that doesn't mean you won't like it tomorrow. Things do get better. Things I've, I've learned, you know, going around long enough that if you wait long enough, things go your way. And I don't know whether that's just, you know, persistence or whether you know, there's cosmic forces at play that, you know, that help you find a better path or whether you change your attitude or what it is. But I, it's always been my experience that when I was really, truly unhappy about something or someone, and there's certainly been some someones that if I waited long enough, the problem went away. Divine intervention? I don't know. But, but it's always been 
my feeling that you shouldn't give up. You should never give up. You should never give up on happiness. You should never give up on creativity. You should never give up on you know, striving to have the things that you want in this world. But you should be very careful and selective about what you want from this world. If you want riches and fame and fortune, you're heading down a very narrow, steep path that's fraught with danger. If you're looking for simple happiness and, you know, enjoying having a conversation with a family member, like right now, then the road's a lot easier. It doesn't require as much and it doesn't, there's not as much of a sacrifice. You know, getting to this age, it, you know, I, I can, I can remember all the things that really made me happy. The things that really made me happy really never involved money per se, you know, whether it was just laying on my back in the grass and looking at the clouds going by or sitting up in the sand watching the ocean waves or there's a lot of things that you can do in this world that don't require a single dime and make you far happier than spending all the money in the world. So. You have to be careful about what you select for the things that are really important to you. For me, money's not in the top five. It's something you gotta have, but it's not something that's going to truly make me happy. And, and if you look at all the celebrities in the world that have made the millions and the big bucks, I mean, you, you look at them and see how few of them are truly happy it, it's kind of an indication that the money and the fame and the notoriety it, it's not that important you know it's it, as a matter of fact it's you know if anything it's it's it probably works against you because you know there are times where you just want to be left alone you just want to be by yourself you don't want somebody coming up and getting in your face and asking you for something you know, sometimes you just want, you know, to move at your own rhythm and be quiet in the world. And if you're fam if you're famous, maybe that's not so easy to do anymore. So, I mean, my my relationship with money has pretty been pretty much just been how much do I need to survive to make it through the doldrums, as it were. Okay, the the you know. We'll get better. How, how am, am I going to make it to the next thing? Has always been. You're, you're, is you're, there enough to survive? Yeah, your level of survival, though, is self-imposed because you decide what level you have to have. You know, a lot of people get by with nothing. A lot of people, you know, do they ask for a handout on the street corner? Yeah. But they give they give back in the form of you know taking in stray dogs and making them their family or making the people other people homeless people their family don't get too wrapped up around the have tos you know mm. do you have to do you, do you have to have it is it something you have to have or is it just a nicety that's 
that you like having when you have extra money. And that's, so, you know, I know I've preached over the years to you and, you know, probably to your sisters as well that, you know, you need, you need to work hard, you need to have a job, you need, you know, you need a, a solid 35-year employment record in order to draw Social Security when you get old like me. But what happens if you don't get old? Then you put all that time and effort into something that's never going to happen. You need to work on being happy for today. Not somewhere down the road. Not, not if you're a major celebrity. Not if the podcast becomes, you know, the greatest thing since sliced bread. Work on making yourself happy. And one of the easiest ways to make yourself happy is by making the people around you happy. And that, that gets into um, basically a system of giving. The more you give of yourself, the more you get back emotionally from others. And um, sometimes that's a really hard thing to do. You know, sometimes you just don't want to. Sometimes you don't want to be involved with other people. Sometimes you just want to be left the hell alone. But reality is, and, and I've come to find this, you know, quite poignantly from working at Home Depot is there's a lot of people in this world that don't know as much as you do. There's a lot of people that know a lot more. And you are somewhere on a scale of who cares. And the people that don't know as much as you may come to rely on you for information or help or whatever else you can provide. And you know, sometimes that's a, okay, yeah, you're welcome, whatever. And sometimes it's a touching moment to where you go, wow, helping that person, you know, not only helped them, but it improved the quality of my day. It made, made my day. It made me feel good to help that person. It's a rare moment because, you know, I'm kind of an asshole, but you got to work with what you got, you know. You got to work with what you got and learning to help other people is really 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 not only beneficial to them but beneficial to you so you know get out there volunteer to do something that might make you happy could be something That's little why I'm still doing this could, could be know. something little, could be something um, big, could be this podcast, could be, you know, if, if the goal, if, if the goal is helping other people, then that's divine. If the goal is making a buck, then it's a, it, it's a slippery slope. So do I, yeah. do I want to see, it, do it, I want to see you make a living? Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. But you know, your uncle was a poignant example that everything that I thought was important really wasn't important. You know, he was 
he was a principal example that you don't have to spend your whole life beating your head against a wall working at a job you don't like. You can be different. You can you can create. You can you know get by in other ways. And sometimes that means asking other people for a helping hand. Sometimes that frustrates them. Sometimes it doesn't. There are different ways of doing things. You you choose your life. And growing up and having been grown up and looking back at you know the device the advice that I got from my parents most of it meant nothing at all. It meant nothing at all. It was it was it was just plain bad advice. It was my parents were of a generation where, you know, kids were kind of an inconvenience and they didn't focus on finding out about us or finding out what we were doing. They focused on what they needed from us and then told us how we should live our lives. And, you know, the expression was back then, do as I say, not as I do, which was common for a parent to say that. But, but isn't that really sending the wrong message? If, if you know, if, if you're going to tell your kids how to succeed in life and then you don't follow that, that same example, then you're really not setting a very good example. Uh, but I wish I was smarter earlier in life. And if anything, I hope this conversation helps you and younger people become smarter earlier so that they don't have to listen to everything that somebody else told them they should do or told them they should be. You know, your life, your life is a creative journey. And for some people, it's very, very long. Some people, you know, live to be 100 years old. Other people don't make it past 30. And the caliber of your life is not how long you lived, but how well you lived it. So, because I'm pretty sure you, you get to come back and do it again anyway. Over and over and over and over and over and over. I believe we reincarnate so since energy can't be destroyed it has to find a vessel and the human body is a great vessel for energy so it would seem to make sense that we would recycle and I think I think you know, without a, without the, the scary concept of heaven and hell, the, the, the lifelong goal of everyone should be to live the best life that they can possibly live and help them, as many people as they possibly can, to be happy. Because by doing that sort of thing, by doing things that make you truly happy, where you're helping, Doing good deeds or good works, as the Bible would call it, you enrich your own soul. 
and it assuages your psyche from the sins that we've all committed. We've all committed sins. We've all, we've all done horrible things in our life that we wish, pray to God, we wish we had never done that. Sometimes they're little ones, sometimes they're big ones. Mostly they're personal. Unless they're really, really bad, you know, they don't get noticed by too many people. But they're noticed by you. You know the things that you, you've done. And you know how they can tend to haunt you year after year after year, even even though you, you try to get over them. So what I would say is by by doing good things for other people, it helps it helps soothe the soul. Let's put it that way. So that you you can you can redirect your energy away from the negative and into the positive. And that's that's an important thing. It's a good use of your time. I'd like to think so. I mean, that, that is the part of the journey that I'm on now. And, you know, use the word smart earlier, which I, I think the word you were looking for is wise, because this is, this is wisdom. It's different, different from smarts. And I would never have anything close to you know where where I am in terms of how well adjusted heavy air quotes I am I, I would have never gotten this far if not for you because you know you said it took you a long time to you wish that would have happened earlier uh, that's really it's what it is to be alive and so much of you know the way that we raise ourselves and kids and whatnot is meant to kind of dull all of that you know individual light just do this is what you're supposed to do this is how this is how it's done well, rather there's people that follow the and rules it becomes, and there's clearly people that don't follow the rules um uh, stephanie and i stephanie your aunt and I, we were rule followers, so we learned to work hard. We learned to, you know, do what we were told to do, and the reward for that was, you know, financial respect, support of our parents to a certain degree. Um, the unfortunate side of that is, is that the more that you do, the more that they expect. So it's, it's kind of a slippery slope. You never quite, you never quite placate those people entirely. And then there's uh, your uncle, who we've talked about a number of times, but he was complete. He was raised in the same household, but he shared nothing, nothing in common with Stephanie and I as far as personality or work ethic or. Um, anything else for that matter um, his life was more or less fanciful he he went off on tangents and 
dreamed big dreams and lived his life the way he wanted to live it. And I didn't understand it, but what it did teach me is that I'm not all powerful and all wise and all knowing of what people should do because clearly he lived his life the way he wanted to live it and he survived just fine the way he was and you know from when he left our home at 13 to the day he died he he lived life on his terms and you're a lot like him a lot like him you know you learned at an early age that there's not huge consequences for negative behavior for the most part. You can get away with a lot of stuff. You, yes, you can. You certainly can. Should you? That's a judgment call. Yeah. Should you have gotten up when your mom wanted to drag you out of bed every morning? I don't know. It's a judgment call. You have to figure out how important those things are. And, and, and realize that the people setting the rules are not always right. Mm. You know, they're not always right. They're not, you know, certainly... I'm not right about everything. Your mom's not right about everything. Neither is your aunt. Neither is anybody else that you know. No one is right about everything. It, it's, it's simply what we can choose to accept, what we choose to believe, and the path that we choose that makes a difference in the world and, and how we perceive it. So I think the I would advise that the better you live your life, the better of a life you will have. Can't can't swear to it, but there's no downside. There's no downside to doing good works. There's no downside to helping other people. There's no downside to having love in your heart for humanity and other people. There just is no downside to it. Mm. Well, there's a little bit of one. <laughs> Uh, which is something that I, I learned coming into this domain, discovering this domain and how powerful voices actually are. And, you know, in providing something else for people to go to as an experience right. rather than cable or watching a movie. Right. Um, real powerful human moments like this. And wanting to help as many people do that as possible. Uh, in, in helping others, um, you know, largely thankless you know feels at, at some point at the more extreme ends it feels like exploitation it feels like I poured all, all of this love and all of this energy into something and I didn't get anything back and it feels shitty and but I, you know it's it doesn't stop one from trying or rather it, it shouldn't it's just a narrowing focus um, you know, I, I feel some love, some amount of love for every single living, living human being on this planet right now. Um, I can't love all of them, 
<laughs> the way that I love you. Um, I think that would kill me. And it, it works just just the same on the opposite spectrum. I have n literally no room in my heart for hate anymore because that is far hate and resentment. I, I have no room for it. It is way too heavy to carry. Uh, so that is that is kind of like the big struggle of forging one's own path, walking to the beat of one's own drum, you know. That is the kind of hard part about being in the wilderness of, of rejecting, re rejecting basically modern society and saying, no, I'm going to find my own way. Okay, so... Gets lonely, and the, the thankless part, you know, the, feels kind of self-flagellatingly sacrificial, which is why, like, the Jesus metaphor, which is, I'm calling it a metaphor because it's a powerful one, whether or not Jesus was an actual person, the metaphor is really powerful, and I think uh, that really is kind of poking at the true human experience, what it what it is really like to be alive. Um, one of the, one of the things I I would advise here is is that if you are looking for somebody to say thank you because you did something nice for them you're going to be disappointed you simply will be because mm -hmm. it's it's not in human nature to for the most part it's not most people do not go out of the way to be thankful for what you may perceive as assisting them they simply they simply don't and what i would what i would say is that don't don't do something because you expect somebody to say thank you do something because mm. it's something that you want to do and you want to help you want to help them whether or not they acknowledge it so, it's, it's like, it's like leaving a sandwich on the table for the guy walking by. If he takes it, great. If he doesn't take it, that's okay. Maybe the next guy will, but it makes you feel better because you know that you offered the gift. So look, look for, don't, don't. Don't look for redemption from within, not from without, because you can't you can't depend on other people to give you the emotional support that you need in this world. What what you truly have to do is is learn to be happy with you and what you do and how you interact with other people and whether they appreciate it, that's a whole other that's a whole other ball game. It's obviously very very nice if they do, um, because yeah. it can light up your day when somebody smiles at you and, and genuinely says thank you to you. You made my day, but you can't expect that that's always going to happen. And some people are in pain. Some people are forgetful. Some people have a, you know a ton of 
baggage that you know nothing about and trying to rely on them to give you support just may not pan out so yeah i i've learned not to not to rely on on people as much as i would like to be able to uh for that very reason you have no idea what what somebody's going through especially within these last couple years it's been absolute dog shit for i think most of humanity um it's and and it's a good it's a good description of love uh i think overall um is that love is quite possibly the best thing in the universe but it fucking hurts it fucking hurts like a bitch uh eventually it's gonna go away um you know dogs are a great example getting a dog is one of the most you know frustratingly beautiful things ever they provide so much love and and then they go away <laughs> you know and it hurts like they hell they, uh fred had made they, this point they go away in their time just just as you will just as mm. i will yeah and that's the price that's the price of love uh that we pay for for the for the privilege of having love in our lives that that is the price that we pay is it's usually pain <laughs> a whole fuck ton of it yeah. well it beat and that's just the nature of life the alter- it, it life beats, it life certainly is. beats the alternative yes <laughs> 1000 you know yeah. uh, I, I think that and the ultimate scorecard you know love pretty much wins out over most things and the fact that we die doesn't it's not a bad thing it's not a bad thing when you die it's just simply your time to go your dog's time to go life's time to go it's just simply the right time for you to move on you know it's kind of like being at a bus stop when the bus gets there is it the right time or are you going to take the next bus sometimes you get a choice sometimes you don't um, you have to figure out what's best for you and hopefully you can improve the odds that you get to live as long as you wanted to doesn't always work out that way but there are reasons certainly beyond our comprehension as to why that's the case you, you can't you can't you can't look at death as a negative thing it's not a negative thing death is a transformation for all of us it's not a transformation it's a it's a it's a redirection of your energy that's all your energy is redirected in another path sometimes it's to another person sometimes it's to, maybe it's to another plane i don't know having never been dead that's pretty hard wow <laughs> having been conscious of how many times i may have 
or may have not been dead. That, I, I think that's that's the gift of the cycle is that you don't you don't know. I think you're better off not knowing because if you knew that you were going to come back, my goodness, wouldn't that be depressing? If you would, if you knew you were always going to come back and you were going to go through the same struggles over and over and over and over and over again, wow! How could you, how could you face this life much less the next one? life is what you make it. You can make it a wonderful, beautiful trip on the ocean, or you can make it a crapshoot in the doldrums. You decide. You decide where it's going to go. Do good things, good things happen. Do bad things, bad things happen. It's a simple, it's a simple explanation. But It's not a changing lesson. It's always the same. Your life is as much as you make it. Mm. I was just reminded of, uh, you know, the classic quote is, it is better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all. Exactly so. And that's as close to true, I think, as you can get without you know, science or math. I think that the the arithmetic of the soul is very clear <laughs> on that. Well, I, um, I, I certainly can't think of any more anything more important than love. I can't think of a single thing that's more important than love. If you come up with one, let me know. Because it doesn't exist. The fifth element. It's the fifth force of nature. God is love. It really is. God is love. God is light. Haven't read a lot of Bible, but I do know the one thing that matters is love. More so Mm. than anything else. More so than any, you know, Oh, you're going to go to hell if you do this. Oh, you're going to suffer suffer eternal damnation if you do that. No. No. That's my main takeaway. No, maybe, maybe, maybe if you don't do it right, you come back and you have another shot at it. Maybe when you finally get it perfect, then maybe you move on to somewhere else. There's a, there was a movie uh, your mom and I both liked. I think she liked it more than I did uh, with Albert Brooks. It was called Defending Your Life. Uh, that was one of her favorite movies, and it was uh, Albert Brooks and uh, Meredith. Meredith, what's her name? Meredith, whatever her name is. Anyway, uh, they had both they had both died. Uh, were in, in, you know, the afterlife, and they were they were uh, had to defend themselves, basically, kind of in a court type setting, as to their what they had done with their lives, and 
if they defended themselves well, then they got to move on. But if they didn't do didn't do well enough, then they got sent back to the earth to try it again. The whole movie goes on with this premise that Albert Brooks is just um, not worthy in any way, shape, or form, and that she, on the other hand, was Joan of Arc in a previous life, and she's you know just wonderful and ready to go on to, to her next spiritual adventure. And in the end of the in the end of the movie, they fall in love and they both get to go down the same path and. That's ultimately what the story of the movie was, is that, um, you know, love conquers all. And to a certain degree, I, I, I kind of think that's true. Love does conquer all. If you can have love in your heart, you you got it made. You know, whether you're here, whether you're there, whether you're... you're lucky like me, you know, to be married to the same person for almost 24 years now. Somebody that I know loves me, puts up with me. It's a good deal. It's a very, very good deal to have love in your life. And you ought to, you ought to do it any way you can. You ought to have love in your life. Find love wherever you can, whether that's in service to others, whether that's in a relationship with one-on-one -on -one with another person. Make somebody's life better just by being around them. That's your goal. That's, that's everybody's goal. Make somebody else's life better. think Jesus would fault you for that kind of lifestyle. I don't think God would either. I think. I think that's what it all, what it's all about. Learning to love others, share with others, to give of yourself, and not look for anything in return. Just give because it makes you feel better. <laughs> Where's the downside? There's no downside. Yeah. I thought we were going to talk. I really... thought we were going to talk about the ocean today, but uh, <laughs> obviously we're not. It's 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 all the same thing. No, it it, it, it is it is the same thing. It it is all it, kind it, it of kind of it kind in of a, all in a cosmic is. way. Yeah. yeah, it kind of all is. You know, I was never I was never unhappier than I was. You know. 120 days at sea, 12,000 miles away from home. But if you never go away, you never know how sweet coming home can be. And the important life lesson was that I didn't want a life on the sea. I didn't want to be on the ocean for the rest of my, I could have, I could have, I was, when I went in the military, I was, oh my goodness, 1980, so I was 24. I went to Officers Canada School at 24 years of age, and 
Had I stayed with it, I could have retired at 44, 20 years of service. I could have had a retirement. But the choice was, you're going to be gone 300 days out of the year on the ocean. And after four and a half years, I said, no, this doesn't work. This, this isn't going to work. I want, you know, I, I destroyed a couple of relationships along the way. And I said, no, I want to, I want to have a wife. I want to have a family. I want to have people that I care about around me. I don't want to be gone all the time. So I got out of the military in 84, met your mom in 85. We got married, had three beautiful children. And my life was forever blessed because I made the choice not to go with the career that my mom wanted me to have. Or my dad. My dad actually never gave me any input as to what he thought I had to do. But the simple fact that I rejected the path that my mom wanted for me led to a marriage and the creation of just three of the most wonderful people that I've been, ever been blessed to know in my life. So, you know, fuck conventional wisdom. You know, not going there. Um, you draw your own path. Don't let others tell you what you need to do, have to do, should do. You take the path that brings you happiness. And if there's something you need to do, damn straight, get up and do it. And if you'd rather just lay back in the grass and look at the clouds floating by, do that too. Because it's about what makes you truly happy. And you and your sisters are something that make me truly happy. And what's going to make me happier? Or not quite as happy, but going to make me somewhat happy is to go throw a pizza in the oven because we've been talking for an hour. You've probably got enough to make a show. <laughs> Besides, I want you to invite me back for episode 300. <laughs> Oh well, hopefully going to come back a lot uh, sooner well, than that. You know, Jesus, these these I'm, are it, some of the <laughs> most powerful conversations. That I mean, and most of them haven't been recorded. You and I, when we do talk, they always get they cut that deep right down to the soul, and they get right at well, what being alive is about. And I'm I'm thankful for every second of audio of these that we can capture. Because most people don't, I think most people don't even think to do well, that. Well, you and I to, have to, to save you and it. I have certainly you talked know? much, 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 much more than my father and I ever talked. To. As a matter of fact, the only time he ever said anything to me was negative. So, um, if I can do that, if I can do that one thing better, that that makes me very happy. So, if I 
if I can if I can impart some wisdom or happiness I certainly want to do that you know I frankly I, I wouldn't be here without it um, I I literally would not I would have given up a long time ago and just fucking offed myself and said okay uh, background to the beginning let's take another ride and see how it works out that time uh, I I don't know I really don't know where I would be without uh, these moments. They're, they're, it's what, you know, staying alive for. Well, yeah, you, you are, we'll, you we'll are on a road. Conversation. And sounds like you're hitting a couple of bumps in the road, but um, there's sunshine down at the end of the road, so stay on it and. Take a couple of turns that you want to take because the view looks better. And, uh, I think I will be at sea for probably many years to come. Well, um, and as long as I have messages and bottles going <laughs> back to the real world, uh, back and forth, I think I'll be okay. Uh, if if they told me it was on the first mission to Mars and I'd be gone. Uh, for at least three years or something, uh, but there's a chance I'd never come back. I would, I would sign up and 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 take that mission. Can can I bring a piano? <laughs> can I bring a microphone? Well, We're good. Uh, so, you know, you should. Thank you, you for should. being. You should. My center. You should do the things that bring you joy in your life. Hmm. Whether that's with another person or whether that's by yourself. It really doesn't matter. Love is a wonderful thing, but it's not for everybody. Clearly, there's there's lots of people mm. that never find someone to be with that they can share everything with, and that's just the way it is. So, um, be grateful to, for the things you have. Set your sights on the journey that you want, and um, work for the goodness of others, because it will enrich your soul and make you feel better, and will take you on a brighter path in the future. <sighs> okay, we, we should call it, because I'm going to start crying. <laughs> We're going to sign off, then. God, I love you so much. I love you, too. Yes. You have a wonderful evening, I okay? You too. Thank mm-hmm. you.
Heather Crook Legacy 
stop in universal basic income in the U.S. John Gleason. Godless engineer. What's up, humans? Rob J. Wilson. Travis Stargazer.